0: Solutions broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's the Ramsey Show. Debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Christina Ellis Ramsey, personality number one, best-selling author, "Confessions of a Scholarship Winner," is my co-host today. And you jump in, we'll talk about your life. She and I get the opportunity to talk a lot about student loan things because she is probably one of the leading experts in the entire world on the student loan epic failure called Washington, D.C. And uh, the story continues. The drama continues. Yes. So um, President Biden announced that he's going to forgive $10,000 worth of student loans for anyone making less than $125,000. Court cases have ensued uh questioning whether he has the constitutional right to actually do that um and of course he did this before the midterms uh when which was a politically genius move by the way uh to try to uh, get the get the eye off the ball of the uh failing economy and so forth because the looks most most experts say regardless of your uh your political leaning that the uh, dems are going to take a bloodbath at the midterms and so he's doing anything he can to get the eye off of that uh And then this comes out, and this is not from right-leaning media source, from a left-leaning media source called NPR. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. They're saying that now up to 800,000 borrowers who thought they were going to be part of the relief may not be part of the relief now. Those are borrowers who had Perkins loans and FFEL loans that were issued and managed by private banks, but not guaranteed by the federal government. But guaranteed.
0: They're guaranteed by the federal government, but...
1: Yes, but guaranteed, um,
0: sorry. Yeah, but yeah. were once the mainstay of the federal loan programs uh, until mm-hmm. the FFE, FFEL program ended in 2010. So if you've got an old student loan prior to 2010, in a remarkable reversal that will affect the fortunes of many student loan borrowers, the U.S. Department of Education has quietly changed its guidance around who qualifies for President Biden's sweeping student loan student debt relief plan. This is from NPR. Uh, Today, according to federal data, more than 4 million borrowers still have commercially held FFEL loans. Until Thursday, the department's own website advised these borrowers that they could consolidate these loans into federal direct loans and thereby qualify for relief under Biden's debt cancellation program. But on Thursday, the department quietly changed that language so as not to raise a ruckus in the media. Uh, Oh, we read it. We read it. We read it. So the quiet part goes away now. Because there's 22 million of you out there, so we just uh, made the quiet part go away. You just found out that they did this. I told you when this (laughs) happened that it was not going to work exactly the way they said it was going to work. And besides that, they haven't even said how it's going to work completely. I told you that the Department of Education had no notice ahead of time. Studentloan.gov had no notice ahead of time. That there was going to be a student loan forgiveness announced out of the White House. If you're going to announce a sweeping program that the federal government is going to have to institute, prior to announcing it, you normally, if you're the president, would let the departments know that are going to have to institute it. They had no knowledge of it. Hint, everyone knew it wasn't really going to happen. And here are the beginnings of the unravelings. An administration official tells NPR that roughly 800,000 borrowers would now quietly be excluded from relief. I added the quietly because quietly is all in this NPR article. NPR article, although it's not quiet anymore. See, you put it out there,
1: right? Well, and I think that's the key is that we kind of need to put that in a <laughs> megaphone because these are people who are already breathing sighs of relief that they're already counting on this forgiveness because Biden sounded confident it was going to happen. Yeah, it's a little nerve. It's so sad. It's very sad. It's so sad.
0: You know. You know what screws up your hope? You want know to steal your hope? When you place your hope in the wrong things. Mm. Let me tell you where to place your hope. Okay. There's two places that you can count on. The rest of them are gonna let you down. If you're looking at a picture of your spouse, sorry, it's gonna let you down. If you're looking at a picture of your mom and dad, sorry, it's gonna let you down. If you're looking at a picture of your boss, sorry, it's gonna let you down. If you're looking at a picture of Jesus, that one's gonna work. You can place your hope there. And if you look in the mirror You can place your hope there. If you look and you see a picture of President Biden or President Trump, either one, you place your hope there, it's going to let you down. guy's pointing at my picture in the lobby, going to let you down. Because I'm not responsible for fixing your life. You're responsible for fixing your life. And Biden is not responsible for fixing your life. And Trump is not responsible for fixing your life. It is your job to fix your life. Our job is to tell you you can do it. Go, kid. Go. Get them. Skid them. Go for it. But I'm not giving you any money. You're going to make the money to get out of that. I'm not going to wave any magic wands from over here. I don't have one. My batteries are low on the one I do have. It doesn't work. No Harry Potter action here. We don't have that at Ramsey. You're just All we are is your biggest cheerleaders and your teachers and your guide. We will show you how. We believe you can do it. We can prove to you that you can do it if you'll get off your assumptions and go do it.
1: <laughs> well, yes. One hundred percent, yes. There, there have been a lot of emotions around this, you know, from the very beginning, from the just moment. in this
0: room. There's been a lot of <laughs> right, emotions that's true. This. lots of discussions. We have a lot of emotions around here. <laughs> we, we bottle them.
1: But that being said, I've talked to a lot of people. Who, of course, there's people who are upset and don't think it's going to happen. But there's a lot of people who are genuinely excited. counting on this. Counting on this.
0: So I'm telling you, you're going to have your your hope get screwed when you place your hope on the wrong things.
1: Well, how do you think people should see this moving forward? People who are still Qualified for this? Do you think they should be nervous that potentially they could quietly fall out of it, or what's kind of your thought on how people could should look at this?
0: My thought from day one has been: don't wait on them to fix your life, because by the time they get, if they actually do institute this, it may require an act of Congress. Many legal scholars are saying that you can't really spend three hundred billion dollars—that's three hundred thousand million—without Congress's approval. You can't just do that a stroke of a pen, the president. You don't really have the constitutional right to do that, or at least that's what some people are saying. I don't know much about it, but it sounds reasonable to me. So it requires an act of Congress. And you know what? When we were kids, we used to say, well, that's going to take longer than an act of Congress. You know why we say that? Because an act of Congress takes freaking forever. Congress (laughs) is slower than Christmas. They're gridlocked. They don't do half of what they say they're going to do. Three quarters, 90%, 98.2% of what they say they're going to do. And so, you know, if it requires an act of Congress, you're screwed. If if Biden can really do it with a stroke of a pen, it's $10,000. You have $98,000 in student loan debt. Quit acting like your life's better. Go get yourself out of debt. $10,000 isn't going to fix your life, by the way. It's going to help. And I'm, I'm not mad at you if you take it, but it, it's – I. Yeah. Oh. there's so many indications here that this is so much about the midterms and so much about optics and posturing and so much about politics more so than actual financial planning so Ew.
1: it's going to be an interesting few months i think yeah
0: the next 30 days from now yeah you know, that, that, we're 30 days out from the midterms well,
1: they said that the the application should be out anytime now so oh yeah very telling
0: that would be interesting yeah? We'll see if it comes out before the midterms if you actually Sweet. have an application in your hands A place to sign up on a website that they've actually programmed. So how are you going to prove $125,000 income limit in a year that's not closed? Oh, there's that. Jeez. Why is this so hard to punch holes in? It's just like Swiss cheese. This is the Ramsey Show.
2: With no network and the freedom to choose your health care provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget.
0: Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Right now, you're hearing a lot of talking heads in the news stirring up fear about the real estate market. If you believe them, you think the housing market's going to crash, that it'll be a repeat of 2008. But you're not hearing the truth. You can't make decisions based on fear. You need facts, and those aren't facts. Here they are. In 2008, there was a huge supply of homes but not enough buyer demand and demand and supply are what drive house prices so home prices went down in 2008 too many homes not enough buyers but that's not what's happening today as a matter of fact right now there's half as many homes for sale as there are buyers we have two buyers for every house in the market today that is not a recipe for a housing market crash We've done the hard work of vetting agents who know your local market and have the transactions to back it up to connect with a real real estate agent, a Ramsey-trusted agent. It's free to connect with them. Go to RamseySolutions.com agent. It's our Endorsed Local Providers Program, ELPs. They're Ramsey-trusted. RamseySolutions.com agent. Tiffany is with us in Arizona. Hi, Tiffany. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
3: Thank you for taking my call.
0: Sure. What's up?
3: Um, so back in 2014, my husband and I bought a rental house with my parents. And then in 2015, we remodeled it. My husband and I paid all the expenses and my father did the work. And then in 2016, my parents got divorced. And um, it was a very spiteful divorce against each other. And my dad came to me and was like, if you give me 5000 cash under the table, we'll be out of the rental property. And I was like, I'm not going to do that because you guys are both my parents. I'm not getting in the middle of it. So then he went down to the county clerk and put a $20,000 lien on the property so we could not sell it because there was not enough equity to cover the lien. And we've tried paying him three times. He won't take the money because he has to split it with my mom. So we're just kind of stuck. We don't really know what to do next.
0: Wow. Confessions of someone who should not have bought real estate in a partnership, huh?
3: Yeah, I mean, we're financially able to... No, that wasn't what I said. Confessions
0: (laughs) of someone that should not have bought... Real estate in a partnership, which is anyone, by the way, because yeah. the only ship that won't sail is a partnership, including one with spiteful divorced parents. And your dad is completely butthole. Oh my god, that's yeah, so distressing. Be I'm thankful. so sorry for you. <laughs> what a jerk. Okay, so what's the property worth?
3: It's worth sixty-three, and we owe seventeen.
0: Oh, it's a big old property too. Everybody's gonna be oh, yeah. rich on this. So cute. Crap. What's your household income?
3: Um, probably right now I'd say about one fifty.
0: What's your net worth?
3: About five hundred thousand.
0: Okay. There's a couple of ways to go at this, structurally, relationally, and spiritually, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, justice would be served, but not common sense, by way number one, and it's not my suggestion, but this will work, okay? Way number one is you hire an attorney, and you sue the partnership in court for the disillusionment of the partnership assets and you for and the judge will force the sale of the house and he will deal with the illicit twenty thousand dollar lien in the process mm-hmm. okay and the in other words the judge would remove the twenty thousand dollar lien because you could present evidence that in state court this is a state court it's not a federal court move you'd have to talk to an attorney it's going to cost you ten or fifteen thousand dollars to do this okay and your butthole dad is out of the picture forever because once you sue this jerk He's never going to speak to you again, okay, and he's a jerk, yeah. okay, but that may, that may not be a big loss, but it, it is your dad. It still breaks your heart. Yeah. Dads should not do this to their daughters, by the way. That's just, it's not normal. That's strange, so... um but that technically is how you would get out of a bad partnership. is you sue for the disillusionment of the partnership assets, the judge says you have to sell it. They sell it slow sale with a real estate agent or at an auction. And he can also rule on the illicit illegal lien, which is what you're telling me this is. Okay. Yeah. In the process. Uh, now, if you want to go that route, you can go that route. That would be justice. That would be the, the correct thing would happen then is he would not get the $20,000 that he's not due. The property would be sold, and the appropriate people would get the money, although you, although you would be out attorney's fees. And you could sue for those and throw them in there. I assume there's no partnership agreement.
3: No. Of course not. Another problem is every time we like I talk to my mom, she's like, you know, when you give your dad that money, half of that's mine. So I feel like I'm in the middle where I can't make any money. No, it's not, it's not, I'm not
0: giving your dad anything. That's not the point okay yeah we're not you are not going that route okay your dad is not due any money is he
3: i mean i no no his deal was he did payment. the work and
0: you furnished the repairs that was the deal he's okay. not due any money morally okay. did i miss something
3: we didn't pay him for the work like i the work know he be- got
0: equity for it you didn't get paid back for putting up the stuff either did you no. Okay, that was the deal. Quit covering for this jerk. Am I missing something?
3: No, I mean he helped with the down payment too. That was five thousand. But even when we tried to just give him the five thousand cash, he wouldn't take it. We tried giving him five thousand, yeah. ten thousand. Okay, here's the other way. Here's, the other way, 14, here's the other way out.
0: Here's the other way out. This is this is ninety percent headache and ten percent fruit. You know what I would do if I were you? I assume yeah. you're on the mortgage, right? Yeah. I would, I would pay off the mortgage today and sign mm-hmm. a quick claim deed to these two fools and let them go work it out and walk away. Just give it to them. Screw them. Let them go burn, them, burn it down. It's $63,000. Who gives a crap? You've got a half a million. You make one hundred and twenty. This is not life-changing money to you. What is life-changing is your parents are being twerps. Yeah. Just, just walk away. Just toss them the keys over your shoulder and say, you two figure this out. Good luck, you children. And well, just forget the it. house
3: went in foreclosure. It was worth over 200000 and they owed ninety. and they sent it back to the bank instead of selling it, agreeing to sell it. So money yeah. isn't really the issue. No, no, no,
0: I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about you. Yeah. This is not about money. This is about fools. Cut yourself loose from fools. Okay.
1: What's happening with the house right now? Are you guys renting it? Is it sitting vacant? Yeah,
3: we're we're renting it out. So even though it's a low, like, the value's not high of the property, the rental, um, it's worth 1000 a month.
0: For so let me tell income. you, by the time you split all this crap up, if you spend $15,000 in attorney's fees instead of $17,000 paying off the mortgage, and you go through all this crap, you're going to end up with ten thousand bucks in your pocket, aren't you? Well, after everything's said and done, <laughs> after all the crap goes on, if you sue them and do it, and you fight through this for two and a half years in the legal system, and you get this house sold, your net in your pocket is going to be between ten and twenty thousand dollars, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it is. The it's the numbers you just gave me. Yeah. Happened in Illinois. They passed a new law that's effective one one twenty three that where if a lien expires, which this one expired in 2018, that you don't have to go through the liener to get it, the person who put the lien on to get it removed um, because I, apparently there were a lot of contracts. It's not the lien that's the problem.
0: You're on a mortgage and a deed with two fools.
3: Oh, they're not. their name's not on the property at all. It's just our name.
0: Oh, this is new information.
3: Yeah, it's all in our name because they were in... <laughs> I know this is super stupid I did this, but um, they were in Chapter 13 for Oh,
0: back- you guys are under the, it's an under the table family. Oh. We do illegal stuff for a living here. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I might, well, I thought they were on the loan with you and on the loan, on the house. Okay. In this case, I would just sue him. Just sue him and get the lien removed. That's simple. Just sue, sue, just file lien with the court, follow with the court and get the lien removed. That's simple. And then don't give them anything. Screw him. That's the way. I mean, just, just when if you want to give them something someday, that's fine. But not now. Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Yes, we talked about that last call all the way through the commercial break, and you did too. That's why you listen to the Ramsey Show, because it's a little cherry springer around here sometimes. So, um, oh my gosh. Um, so, here's the thing. I finally, in the last 30 seconds, got the information, before we move on to the next part, that the ownership of the property was in the girl's name. Her and her husband own it. So the only hold mom or dad have on that property is a moral hold where they did a handshake partnership, but there is no legal hold on that property at all. And dad has placed a lien on the property that can be removed with a small attorney's fee of three to five thousand dollars. So if you have a contractor that you pay and they're pissed and they say you owe me an extra five grand, but no, that wasn't our deal. And they place a lien on your property. You can sue that contractor and have that removed, have that lien removed for, you know, a couple thousand bucks in state court. It's not a big deal. It's a quick hearing. May even be, you know, may even be just local small claims court, even possibly depending on how your area is. So see an attorney, honey, and just sue the contractor that placed lien on your property. The the contractor, being your butthole dad, will settle the $20,000 for 3000 bucks and walk away. You give them the $3,000, now you own the property free and clear. You have no moral obligation to people who tried to cheat you in an unwritten partnership agreement uh, to pay them anything. You now just own the property, and they're just out to blunch which is where they deserve to be. They were in chapter 13 when you bought the property anyway. We used your name, your credit, your money to buy the property to start with. The only thing they did was come up with a really bad idea and stick you in it. And so they get nothing, which is exactly what these two goobs deserve. Parents misbehaving on the Jerry Springer show. I mean the Ramsey show. And so that, that's the title of that call. Uh, one last thing. Christina's asked me about something else. What about the biblical scripture says to honor your father and mother? You are supposed to honor the office of, of father, the office of mother, but we do not honor your dad if he sexually molests you. We honor the office of father, but we do not honor a sexual predator. We do not honor mom if she's doing cocaine and stealing your children's college fund. You honor the office of mother, but that mother has, has severed her rights to be honored as an individual because of her misbehavior biblically speaking and so you're not biblically bound to honor people who are misbehaving in any situation
1: well and uh, i think that's important to highlight because i think a lot of christians can feel guilt around that and
0: there are nothing, boundaries like, within nothing, that. nothing as guilty as an evangelical christian we can do guilt better than almost anybody yep. maybe catholics beat us but i mean it's we're right in there together buddy we got we got guilt down to a science but yeah it's not it, there's nothing to feel guilty of here you're not you're the victim you're not the perpetrator. All right, let's move on to something positive like Nathan and Laura on the debt-free stage. How much debt have you two paid off?
4: We paid off 121,000.
0: I love it. How long did that take? 8 months. 8 months and your range of income during that time? It is 160. 160. What do you guys do for a living? We
5: started a content creation agency uh, based in Memphis. So we do uh, commercial
0: photography and video production. Of course you do. Way <laughs> to go. Well done, you two. All right. What kind of debt was your hundred twenty one thousand? It was our mortgage. You're weird people. <laughs> you have a paid for house in Memphis. We yes, do. Sir. I we love do. it. What's the house worth?
5: Uh, about 125, one twenty five one. I'm sorry, two twenty five two fifty. There you go.
0: Range. You just you just moved up considerable. Yes. One sentence. Good.
4: And how old are y'all? I'm 26.
0: And I'm 27. That's amazing. And they have a $250,000 paid for house. Oh, (laughs) my God. You guys are awesome. Way to go. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. All right. How did you get started on all this Ramsey stuff?
4: So when we got married four years ago, we came into the marriage with no consumer debt. And really, thanks to our parents, we um, didn't have any debt from college or anything like that. And so we really had a clean slate. And then when we got married... Um, like kind of right after that, we started the business, and so three years um, ago, we kind of said, you know, if the Lord chooses to bless our business, we would love to pay off our house and then be able to help other people and really invest back into our business and our team. And
0: amen, and amen.
4: And so um, this year once we we've started hiring team members and once that kind of start started going we said you know we we really need to get this debt gone so that we can start on that path and so we just hit it hard
0: so were your families financial peace families
4: so i did financial peace junior and had the piggy banks and all that kind of stuff i
0: love it your financial peace babies yes and at 26 (laughs) and 27 years old you have a paid four quarter million dollar house ding ding (laughs) See what those little (laughs) banks will do? Those little banks are powerful. I'm just saying. (laughs) The principal stick.
4: That's it. yeah i truly didn't know i didn't know that you could buy a new car we've just always had
1: used cars at my family's so house
0: like, i didn't know that was legal i didn't
1: know <laughs> well eight months you guys weren't playing around that's a lot that's to do for anyway. ten
0: thousand dollars a month
1: mm-hmm. yeah so what did this look like what did this you journey laid look
0: like? into it <laughs> we
5: really just kind of decided at the beginning of this year when we kind of saw that it was going to be a good year uh, for the business we kind of decided you know, hey let's uh let's just pull more money out of the business and get that debt gone so that then we can use all of our cash flow to give and put it back into the business and uh, really like Laura said pour into our team members and uh and into others personally. Yeah, he's well. so
0: understated. We just decided to put fifteen thousand a month on the morning <laughs> right. at the first of the year. We just decided we could do that. Yeah. Then it wasn't a thing and we just did it. You know? Well we
4: had meetings like every I feel like first of every month. We were like, Okay, what are you working on? What am I working on? Like who are we you know, who are we trying to sell to right now? And
0: it gives you a different reason to sell when you got a big goal. Yes. <laughs> I like it. It does. It does. What like was you know? the
4: hardest part? Um, I would really say, I th- I feel like we did a great job of being on the same page, um, but sometimes it was hard just to want to put that much on the house instead of into other
0: things. What was the month you put the biggest month chunk on? Gosh. You remember the, what the biggest chunk was? I think was? it was this month.
4: This month, yeah. yeah.
0: What was the biggest chunk? We what? put 60 on it. Oh, 60 in one <laughs> lick? Yeah.
4: yeah. Dadgum well, my we, just, we just say we were like, okay, we're just gonna wait yeah. and then put it all. Oh, you on. saved up a little. Yeah. Yes.
5: Okay, yeah, we kind of mm-hmm. let it build up in the in okay. the uh, retained earnings. And how that feel, it? right?
0: Yeah. A sixty thousand dollars check at twenty six. percent that's result. scary. I
4: know. <laughs>
5: It's just like a gulp moment. It's like a roller coaster. Like, wow! It was kind of like you just don't think about it. Like, you just kind of do it and say, because, you know, all the, like I'm very business-minded, so it's like, oh, well, you know, we could go do this and do this, and it's like, no, we need to do this first, and then we'll have that
0: later. Ah, so. these guys. These nice. guys are amazing. You guys, you got dial it dialed in, man. You're going to be so rich. <laughs> it's going to be so rich. I wish I was on commission. This is awesome, y'all
1: did people think you were weird at 26 and 27 paying off they don't even
0: people don't even know
1: well i i would say i mean
4: yeah i think it is very weird among just our age group to be thinking about that because we we kind of said you know when we got married we have to avoid lifestyle creep of just like everyone around us is Mm -hmm, buying a big house and they're Mm -hmm. getting new cars and that sort of stuff and um,
5: our parents did a great job with that, too.
4: Yeah, so I think just, you know, not thinking we had to do everything in the order that everybody else is doing it, and then...
0: I'm so proud of y'all. Yeah, I love Way it. to go, Thank heroes. You. Thank you. I know your mom and dad are sitting here. They're proud of you. Well yes. done. Very, <laughs> very well done. Good stuff. Hey, we got a copy of Total Money Makeover for you, a copy of our Membership to Financial Peace, and a Baby Steps Millionaire book for you. That's the next chapter in your story if you're not already there. By the way, how much do you have in investments?
5: Uh, about 50.
0: Okay, so you're on your way then. Mm-hmm. All right, so next, next order of a business is to finish up Baby Steps Millionaire Journey. So that's yes. the next chapter in your story, and you'll be there about, what, 31 years old. Yeah, oh my God!
1: You guys are awesome! <laughs> wow!
0: So cool, so cool. Mom and Dad are over there grinning they're not going to be living in the basement. Yeah, This is <laughs> these two made it. This is so good. So good. Well done. All right, Nathan and Laura, Memphis, Tennessee, house and everything. 121 paid off in eight months. Make it 160. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. We're debt-free! We're yeah! Hey, for you parents out there, you got a 12-year-old running around with the piggy bank. That's your future. This is how you change your family tree, baby. This is the Ramsey Show. one best-selling author is my co-host today. This is The Ramsey Show. Steve's in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Steve. How are you? Great. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up?
6: All right. Well, thanks for taking my call. As of probably about a year ago, I didn't even know that Dave Ramsey Show had existed. But since then, I've been listening to you guys on the radio and your podcast. Well, thank you. Uh, All right. Thank you. So what I've done since then is I eliminated some small debit cards
0: and credit cards. Okay, your your phone's going in and out. If you could speak directly into it, maybe that'll help.
6: Okay, I'm sorry. So so since then I have refinanced my house from a five year or a, a thirty year, five percent fixed rate to a fifteen year two and a half percent rate, which saved me a ton of money. I would have never known <laughs> to have done that unless I was listening to you guys. Cool. So now the only benefit I have is my house payment and a car payment. But what my kind of one of my questions is is then I have twenty two thousand dollars in cash in a safety deposit box, and I probably keep about twenty thousand dollars cash in my savings. What would you recommend that I do with that? I'm forty eight years old and have no retirement.
0: Okay, so you're a hundred percent debt free except your home, except
6: for the home and a truck payment that I probably have is like seven thousand dollars. Okay,
0: first thing I'm gonna do is pay off the truck. Okay, today. And now you're debt-free. And then you need to set aside three to six months of expenses as an emergency fund of that money. So what do you think three to six months of expenses sounds like? Uh,
6: well, my house payment's only eight fifty a month. So. What's your household income? You, um. So right now I'm single and engaged, but just mine alone, I, I make $40 an hour. I average probably about 45 hours a week.
0: Okay, so will you pay taxes on a year?
6: Um, I think it's around twenty three, twenty four hundred.
0: A year? Yep. Now, what's your annual income is What I'm asking. Oh, my annual income. My annual income for me is probably about eighty thousand. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Okay,
6: I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> so let, let's call three to six months of expenses twenty thousand bucks for the fun of it. Okay. And we're going to set that money aside and never touch it for anything. It's there just as an umbrella when it rains.
6: So that's kind of what I've been doing with uh, the yeah. safety. Is, yeah, I don't want to kind of do it anymore. I don't
0: want to kind of do it. I want to label it that and then never touch it.
6: Okay. I have kind of forgotten about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Unless there's an emergency, okay. you don't touch it. Okay. And a new bass boat is not an emergency. I understand that. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> so every time <laughs> since I've been listening to you, i am like,
6: do I really need this? Yeah. This yeah. A, All right. Then right? the
0: rest of it, we're going to move on to the other baby steps and start your retirement account. And you need to set up a Roth IRA and anything else you can set up to get going on your savings and start saving for retirement. Okay. And your, your smart Vestor pro can help you with that. If you just go to dot com and click on smart And so, Christine, that's an example of a lot of, that, that guy's a natural saver. He's done a good job. Yeah. Really good job. I mean, he's got money there and he's got, got, not got much debt, little $7,000 truck payment, I'm way ahead of most Americans by mm-hmm. far, you know. But but he's sitting there and he, but he's listless and hasn't yet used the power of his income to not only get out of debt first, but then to point it towards something other than just piling up cash in a safe deposit box and start pointing it towards wealth building because if the inflation rate is nine percent and that's what they say it is mm-hmm. that means every uh, ten thousand dollars that is in there is losing nine hundred dollars a year out in two years that's two thousand dollars you lost oh. sitting in the safe deposit box in purchasing power right and so you can't let money just sit in a stack of benjamins it goes down in value And um, I remember when I first got on the air, I had this old hillbilly guy call me. I love that. It was a great call because people reminded me of my whole growing up years. And he's like, yeah, I got $20,000 buried in a coffee can somewhere out in the yard. What do you think of that? And I'm like, I think that's really dumb on a whole bunch of fronts. (laughs) Number one, your neighbor might have a metal detector. And he's out there with a beep, 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 looking around in the middle of the night. You wonder what's going on out there. Uh number 2 a uh, paper left with moisture around it and bugs will deteriorate. You might go out there and find nothing but a little pile of confetti where your money used to be. And number 3, you know what $20,000 is in 7 years? It's $40,000. You know what it is in 7 more years? It's $80,000. You know what it is in 7 more years? $160,000. And so in the last 21 years, you have lost $150,000 with that money sitting in a coffee can. You know, I think I am going to dig it up. I think you need to, son. <laughs> so that you know that that's called opportunity cost. We talk about that in high finance. It's the uh, missed opportunity that the money could have had.
1: Yep. Yeah, and I think it's awesome that he's a natural saver because when somebody like this finds a plan, then they typically get on fire and they're good at executing. They're, we're not having to deal with changing habits. We're not having to deal with you know cutting off a spending bleed. But this person's going to find this and just dive in. And be Mm. on track for wealth quickly.
0: A spending bleed. A spending bleed. (laughs) There could be a spending bleed in the culture. People could, there could be a lot of people bleeding to death with their spending bleed. Yeah. That's very possible, yeah. Because what you're talking about is most people spend more than they make. They spend money like they're in Congress. Right. And, uh, you know, he's not he's doing a really good job so well, well and done. it's like if
1: you've got the spending blade we have not only the principles that you need to learn we but have, you've the, got tourniquet. We have yeah, the tourniquet <laughs> we, the tourniquet. we like can that.
0: stop the <laughs> bleeding baby it's what we do yeah, we will we will light you up <laughs> <laughs> Jeanette's with us in Sacramento hey Jeanette what's up
2: yeah thank you for taking my call um uh, my husband and I are in our late 50s and uh we have uh, some money in the bank, uh, minus our emergency fund, that's all set. We have about 350,000. We owe 305 on our house. And uh, our adult children have recently moved to Florida, so we're considering buying a condo there. We could take that money in the bank and buy cash, uh, buy the condo with cash, or we could pay off our first mortgage. And we're just wondering what you think would be the better thing to do.
1: If you buy the condo, are you going to keep the house you're in right now? Yes. And we, 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 our goal would be to spend about four
2: months a year in Florida. So, like two months in Sacramento, one month in Florida, and back, and so we don't have to rent a hotel and that kind of a thing. So, it, we, you know, they're in the military, so it may only be a three or four year thing that we would keep that condo. So, we're just uh, debating. The interest rate's higher now, and our current
1: interest rate on the home we have is 285 And this this 350000 in the bank, is that just cash sitting there, or where'd that pile of money come yeah, from? that's sitting there
2: because we have not been sure what to do, whether what's to your, pay up or buy. What's your
0: household income?
2: Or buy. Uh, about 300000 a year.
0: Good for you. Well done. You've done a great job. Okay. Yeah. So your question is a question of prosperity. Um, I'll tell you what we believe in what I did personally. Okay? I've got a nice lake home, and I've got some other properties as well that are for family enjoyment. okay.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, those are called toys. Mm-hmm. So a Florida condo is a toy. You pay cash okay. for toys, and you pay cash for toys after your home is paid off. So what I okay. would do is I would write a check, and i pay off my house today. And then I would begin to aggressively save if I want to buy a condo. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. I'd just go over there and get me a real nice Airbnb or just go, you know, mm-hmm. for less than $300,000, uh, you can rent a house. Mm-hmm. Just rent it for the year. I mean, wouldn't cost that much. I mean, what right. could you what could you rent that $300,000 condo for? Probably 2000 a month, you know?
3: Ah, uh, they've gone up quite a bit, like thirty-two
0: hundred a month. Oh, okay, all right, so thirty-six thousand instead of three hundred thousand. So, and here is what you are going to find out. I did this one time. Okay, I was I was hell bent on a certain property that I shall shall remain nameless that I wanted to live in. I mean, I wanted to have as a second home. It was a vacation home, mm-hmm. and my my wife mm-hmm. was convinced we needed it too. So we had talked ourselves into it. So we went and rented one for a year, and we went up there four times in a year. And we counted up what we could have stayed in the freaking penthouse in the Ritz-Carlton for that instead of, and not had to deal with the maintenance. Yeah, all that. So yeah, we figured out it wasn't such a great idea after all. And that renting experience taught us that we didn't want to be an owning person in that type of property. So yeah, I would rent for a year and I'd pay off my house. That's what I'd do. This is the Ramsey Show.